Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we're going to New York to talk to Sherry Ulrich, and we're going to find out more about Rising Above Bakery. And you'd be surprised how she got into this because she was a speech therapist. And we're going to find out more about that in just a minute. So welcome, Cherry. Where did you go to school? Thank you. Um, I went to Pace University for undergrad and Long Island University in Brooklyn for graduate school for speech. So you're a New Yorker. Yes. Well, I grew up in Israel, and I moved here um, to go to school at the age of 24. Yep. So where did you go to work? Did you work in Israel before you came to the U.S.? Absolutely. Um, I went to school. I uh, did the Army. And I, you know, traveled a lot. (laughs) I had many different jobs um, before I came here. And then I realized that I want to be a speech therapist. So I, one thing led to another. I ended up in New York. I found a school to go to and um, went to school. And then I decided to go to under. Um, I went to undergrad, and then I decided to go to graduate school in New York. And then, you know, after nine years of going, living here, I was not going back to Israel. So <laughs> I uh, started working, um, got married. And this is it. Okay. Somehow baking got into this. Explain that from speech therapy to baking. So I actually, it's very easy. It's a short, short story. I've been baking all my life, and I really truly believe that uh, making food has so much power to it and binds us. So when I started practicing my very first job in Brooklyn at a school, way before peanuts were, you know, a a big no-no in school, I remember my very first year of practicing speech, I bought a little food processor, and I learned, I taught one of the girls who couldn't differentiate between peanut butter and just peanuts, we made peanut butter in my room. You know, there was no sink. There was there, there was not a facility of making food. But um, from there, I just made food with whoever I was. We baked together in, you know, uh, we baked together, we mixed, we shaped, we did everything. And, you know, we improvised as we went along because it wasn't a kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I decided that I had enough of speech after 20-some years and um, wanted to do something meaningful for the individuals I worked with. Um, put all my passions together and came to a bakery. Well, explain the name. Where did the name come from? Rising above. Um I wanted something positive. You know, I, I have a, a friend who has a child with Down syndrome, and Down is the name of the person who um, diagnosed Down syndrome first. 
Um, it's not going down, but it's it, down is a very, it's not a positive, right? It's not so positive. So I thought, all right, well, how do we make it a positive name? And rising is you rise above something. You rise above your challenges. You rise above your obstacles. Um, and this is what I want my bakers to do. I want them to rise above their obstacles, their diagnosis, and more than anything else, rise above how others see them because they don't deserve it. So, Sherry, talk about your employees. My employees are wonderful human beings. We have 20, um, well, first of all, we're not employees. We're all volunteers at this point because I can't afford uh, paying anyone. So we're all volunteers, um, which will change uh, hopefully very soon. But um, we have about 20 volunteers. We have about 10 volunteers with um, some kind of a diagnosis, um, autism, Down syndrome, brain injury, um, seizures, and so on and so forth. Um, and we have 10 who, who I call the ladies who come. Actually, we have one male, so I need to change it now. But um, they volunteer as well. And they come on a weekly, on a regular basis to work with us. And they we all work together. We all support each other. Um, you know, the my veterans, the ones who have been with me since the beginning um, two years ago, teach the new ones and it doesn't matter if they have a diagnosis or they're not we all teach each other we all support each other we uh, try to make as equally together as possible and who are your customers uh it's an interesting question <laughs> because we are now um, learning who the customers are we when we were in my house we were um only we only sold to order so we never met our customers we very rarely knew who we bake for um it was a lot of families a lot of people who wanted to help us initially and then really fell in love with our uh, products because they are good um, if i may say so myself of course <laughs> but um right now since we have a storefront our customer we meet our customers so during the week, we have a lot of retirees that come on a regular basis, um, and a lot of people who live in Nyack, the area where we are. And during the weekend, it's a mix. It's a mixed batch because we have the ones that return, um, and we have the ones that heard about us and want to come and, and support us. And um, I can't tell you there's a clear cut who our customers are yet. Okay. You're in one location, and you should be in more locations. And Absolutely. Uh, we use a term called a social franchise. Okay. Not, not just a, a franchise operation, but a social franchise. And that social franchise, the purpose is to give back to the community. And that's exactly what you're doing because you are a social enterprise and you are doing excellent work. So talk about the products. What, what are you selling? Um, so initially I 
the the signature our signature product is sourdough breads um but we can't just live off only sourdough so initially i thought there's something very therapeutic in kneading bread um creating bread it's very earthy it, it pulls you down um, and the bakers who are sometimes need that help to be to stay grounded bread is making bread is very helpful to them uh, but because of how we operate bread was not the only product we were able to we needed to sell because uh, i needed to develop when we started a menu that we will always keep us busy even if we don't have any orders so we uh we make crackers we make granola that's how i get the baker's start they make granola because it's a very forgiving kind of um item if they make mistakes in weighing the, the ingredients nothing happens as opposed to a cake right if you mess up with the ingredients the cake will not come together so well um so to to get accustomed to the use of the scale and um you know i can assess them when they do that we make granola but um and it has a long shelf life so granola um cookies that we can make at any given time and we we um, make them they shape them and my bakers will make everything from the recipe they they very rarely need help anymore to make anything from scratch so we we have cookies we have scones that we love to make um we have babkas um in different with different um spreads in it we have all kinds of stuff. Now we are open to the public, so we make sandwiches on our breads. We have tea and coffee and a lot of good stuff. <laughs> so are you selling online? We sell online once a week. On Wednesdays, we, we take orders to distribute on Wednesday. Um, but most of our sales are at the store, at the cafe. Okay. So tell me about your volunteers. Where do they come from? So um, uh, the, all the bakers, I, when I started, I thought the students that I had at the very end of my, my last year will stay with me and move with me, but only one did. And um, one might come join us uh, now. But all my bakers, all my volunteers uh, just heard about us um, word of mouth. Uh, media, social media, they just heard about us and they reached out to me uh, and they never left. <laughs> and, you know, my bakers know, especially the younger ones, know that um, they're not allowed to leave me. This is it. They're stuck with me forever. So <laughs> we, are, we are there for the long haul. And right now you're operating out of a community college. And yes. uh, just as a matter of interest, I taught at two community colleges in Toronto, and I nice. taught MBA students online to a college in New Jersey. Wow. So it's a, it was an interesting experience to teach online to people who are all over the world with what they need. So having said that, where are you going to be in three years? Are you going to have... Multiple um, locations? 
we are right now we are operating from um a building in in nyack which is a nice town a, a nice a really nice uh town in um not too far from us we are going to be there temporarily probably until the end of may or june and then we are looking for a storefront that we can call home and the plan is to have multiple locations in three years. So, you know, I I think that there's so much need out there. And the more places we open, the more we can, the more jobs we can offer, um, the more lives we can change. And so I hope we're not going to settle for only one. Uh, it just, you know. Well, I sure it, hope you expand your online Thing because well, I, think, I think you have a uh, great potential. Uh, my wife has a brother-in-law at Rutgers, and uh, he'd probably be uh, happy to uh, buy some of your products at Rutgers. You know, the problem with selling online is our products are the best when they are fresh. Selling online, you're not going to get it fresh, and you're going to spend a lot of money on bread or you know baked goods that are not as good anymore because they've been sitting in boxes for a few days so you know i'm a little reluctant to do that because at the end you're gonna say what is this bakery it's really not good but it's not good because it's not fresh so i don't know uh, you know i think in many places you can actually go and find fresh baked goods um i don't know that it's worth it so, Sherry, what about selling to other stores, like grocery stores? So that is one of our um, um, plans, is to expand and do wholesale um, as well. We are not fully equipped right now to expand our sales that far, but that is definitely something that we are um, – planning on doing when we have the right equipment and the right configuration of staffing. So how do you fund this organization besides out of your pocket? <laughs> I, I'm trying not to do it out of pocket. I did, you know, like the seed money for um, starting was my pocket. Um, but we are, um, we sell enough to sustain ourselves right now, but we don't have rent and we don't have employment. Um, and we are we do we do have a, a donation page on our uh, website because donation do, uh, help us stay afloat when um, when we don't sell enough, and also donations will help us get to the next step. What about government funding? I would, I know up here we we would uh, get government funding for what you're doing. So it's a little tricky um, with government funding because we are um, we are registered business in one state, but we are now operating in another state. So the state funding they don't really want to talk to us. And government funding, I don't want to become, we're not a program. We are a, 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 um, a business. And I don't want to become a program where the state governs what I do. So um, 
But you sure, know, we'll sure. find another way. You're a social enterprise. <laughs> okay. I'm just doing what I love. <laughs> no, I know you are, but you're a social enterprise. You're giving back to your Thank community. And uh, that's what really makes a difference. And that's what a social enterprise is. And that's what we are. So, so having said that, tell me about some of your employees, individuals. Just a couple. Uh, all right. So my employees are, we have, you know, anywhere from we, um, the age of 21 to 35. Um, we start our day with a hug. You don't have to hug, but most of us do hug. And we finish our day with a hug, and that really sets the tone for our space. It's a very loving um community and you know that's the way i want it to be um and my employees i had um i was sick most of last year and i had to step back and you know we had to close for two weeks two months and when we came back after two months um i couldn't pay anyone anymore because i i gave them a little bit of a stipend. I, I really do believe that they need to get paid. So I gave them a little bit of a stipend. And then we closed for two months and we had to start all over again. Um, and I said to them, you know, they had to sign their name and they signed their name um, in July. And I, they looked at me and said, should we sign our name? And I said, yes, of course. But just so you know, I can't pay you right now. And one of my baker's looks looked at me and said, it doesn't make any difference, Shiri. I love being here, and I will be here anyway, whether you pay me or not. So these are my employees. You know, I have uh, Connor, who has been with me for, uh, you know, if you watch the NBC um, segment, Connor was um, really rocked it. We, Connor started the bakery with me. We started, he, he was here from the very first day. And we, you know, like at some point, we we always laughed that he would move in with me because he was in my house more than anything else. So uh, we really formed uh, a wonderful relationship. In fact, one of the ladies thought he was my son uh, because he, you know, like it's like he takes the love and the the crap that I give him because you know we're so we're too close. But um, um, Connor has, you know, it just me and him, we we. He runs the show. We run the show together. So it just it's and he has grown so much um, since I met him. So you know it just it's a beautiful thing to see how much um, they take in. Daniel, uh, who came to me and said I really want to learn how to make cookies, uh, and his mom said, oh, he tried to make cookies. You know, like when he came for an interview, he tried to make cookies and it's gross. We didn't. It was gross. We no one touched it. Uh, I, I can't, we can't. He has become our master cookie maker. And, you know, every once in a while, he will bring cookies from home and say, I made it by myself. And the pride, uh, you know, like, and they're delicious. And the pride they have, the it just, it's transforming for sure. So it's a combination of learning, teaching, motivating, getting people excited about what they're doing. All of those things together and make them you know make make them independent make them empowered proud of what they do it's you know 
I don't think too many people give them this opportunity. So how much involvement do you have with the parents of some of your employees? Um, the parents usually bring them. Most of most of them come with their, by their parents. So when their parents pick them up, they would come and say hi, maybe buy a loaf of bread, chat. I have a few parents who really do help me. Um, I spent two years to create a community around us. So it's really not you drop your child and you leave. It, there's, there's a connection with the parents as well. Now, some parents choose not to be as connected, some are. Um, but for me to grow, I need the parents. I need the community. I, need, I can't do it by myself. It really does take a village, and these families are my village, are my founding village. Well, I've coached over 350 startups. So I always like to ask this question, who's your backup? If you get ill or you go on vacation, who's your backup? I have Sharon. <laughs> I have Sharon Daniel, who is my uh, right hand and my left hand too sometimes. Um, Sharon joined us. You know, I wish she was here because she would – so she has a very beautiful way of telling the story, how um, she wanted to join for one day, and then one day came, became two days, and now she works eight days a week, according to her. So um, Sharon came in February and started working with us and fell in love with what we did, and you know, like I said, I really want to be with you. I want to stay, you know, I want to work with you. Um, and then by the end of uh, March, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I said, hi, welcome. Here is the here is the uh, business. I need to get to chemo. I'll be upstairs. You run the show. And she did. And she did. It, you know, I, yeah. And, and she became the uh, operational operation manager or something along these lines. I'm not good with titles. And um, she runs the show many, many days. That's terrific. Yeah. Does your husband support what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. He doesn't understand why I'm doing it in a way of killing myself, but, <laughs> uh, you know, instead of having, like, a leisure job where I don't have a lot of commitment and I can, you know, go to the school, do my job, come back and get a nice pay, um, I do what I do and work him out the clock. He does not get that, but he understands why I'm doing it, and he's very supportive of it. <laughs> well, Sherry, you're an amazing person. You're doing great work. <laughs> you are really giving back to the community, and that's really what it's all about. Thank you for yes, joining me this afternoon. My pleasure, Peter.